All right. My guest today, Chad, um, see his full bio in the write-up, but he's a successful business person. He's worked in real estate. He's done a lot of different things uh, and done really well for himself. And he now works, among other things, as a coach to help others figure out how to be successful. What I found super interesting about Chad in this conversation is two things. One, um, as you often find in these conversations when you dig and try and understand somebody, there's, there's a lot of depth to it in that he has some spiritual and religious values and beliefs that, that do underpin a lot of his thinking and, and the goals he has in life, um, which a lot of people might think, ah, you know, it's about business, it's about success. That's not, that's not what it's about. Um, but, but he does have those beliefs. The second thing, though, which seems kind of contradictory, is on the surface, he can seem like a bit of like a quote unquote like finance bro. Uh, who kind of overemphasizes his masculinity and his drive to win and be competitive, you know, at life. Um, and those things are interesting <laughs> because in some ways they're contradictory. In some ways they're things we see often in life. Like what, what is this person really about? We see the persona, we see, you know, the perception we have of them, some of the things they say, but the reason we do this show is to actually understand what's there. So that's what we did. We spent the discussion trying to reconcile all that trying to understand who Chad really is and why he approaches life the way he does. And as you'll hear, we didn't shy away from like the potential controversial areas when it comes to, you know, we talked a little bit about toxic masculinity and other things like that, or the potential contradictions, right? What's it really about? Is it about God or is it about your ego, right? Talking through some of those things. And the result was a really beautiful, honest and authentic conversation where I got to learn. I got to truly understand another person's perspective. Um, so a big thanks to Chad for, for being game for the discussion, for having an honest conversation. It's not always an easy thing to do, but, uh, I give him credit and I appreciate the chance to get to learn a little bit more about him. Hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. All right, Chad, thanks for making the time. Appreciate it, man. Um, I like to dive right in. So I will, and I'll ask you, what's the value? What's the belief that's most important to you? I think the most important component that has led me to my experiences so far is, is understanding that. Everything is always my fault for perpetually till the end of time, regardless if it's circumstances outside of my control. I believe that my mental model has led me to, to, to own every single thing being my fault. And here's why mm. I personally feel that as a young man in business, the second you start opening your mindset and your mental model to, oh, this happened because of John down the street. Oh, this happened because of the lender. This deal didn't go through because of the broker. Right. Once you start doing that, you're essentially opening yourself up to failing. Right. When everything's your fault, you start to think, okay, well, I could have done this better. Right. Or I could have put this parameter in place and I would have saw that coming. Right. When everything is your fault, you're in a constant state of progression because you don't want to have to always be the reason why something doesn't go right. And uh, I, I, I plant my flag on that. Interesting. Super interesting. Uh, I love I love an idea or a value like that because it's something super practical, right? It's something that's like people can understand. It's not super abstract. It's, it's understandable. Let, let me ask you, I guess, is the is the underlying assumption of it, you touched on it a little bit, but like um, it's the most efficient way to get to the outcome you want. And, and I guess efficient becomes an important word there. But is that the idea? Like if you want to be successful, if you want to build a business, if you want whatever it is you want to do, if you if you embody this mindset, you're going to get to that outcome faster. And, and I ask that because one of the common things I can imagine people would say to it is like, is that harsh? Is that like, like what about if that makes you start to like be miserable or feel constant anxiety and stress in life? Would you say, no, it doesn't do that? Or would you say, yeah, actually it does, but it's worth it because it's going to get you to the outcome? How do you think I about that? 
Yeah, yeah. So two parts, right? First and foremost, I think it's gonna definitely gonna be the most efficient way to master self improvement, mm. which ultimately leads you to to the quickest path of of the outcome of success, right? Um, and so for me, you know, I can only answer the question for myself. Of course, could it give somebody extreme anxiety and somebody some some extreme level of harshness, etc.? But for me, what really makes me thrive is showing up. 1% better every single day. And I know that sounds like such a, you know, silly cliche, but look, I, you know, I've bought, I've, I've bought in new cars. I've bought in the $10,000 Rolex. I've done this, I've done that. And none of it really matters. The thing that really truly gets me to drive and feel incredible in my own rights as, as a man is my accomplishment. Right. And the better I get, the more of those I have. Mm. Right? Mm. So um, is it harsh by some people's standards? Of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is why I like doing these conversations and I ask the question I ask because I think it's super interesting to understand somebody's value system, how they approach the world, what they actually think life is all about. And what I'm hearing from you is like, that's what it's about. It's about getting better, right? That's why you say exactly what you just said, right? It's that 1% improvement every day. For you, that's that's the reason we're on this earth, right? What, what else would I be doing? That's what I have to be doing. I guess let me stop there for a sec. Is that a fair, like, am I interpreting that correct? That's kind of how you view the world, you, your meaning in life, if you will. Yeah, I just, I personally don't feel like you can really leave a remarkable uh, feat on the on the world, whether, whether that be your legacy, your family, your significant other, the people around you. Like, if you're not striving to be the best, what level of, of, of life and, and stature are you going to really leave behind? Right? We live in a world surrounded by average people. And I just personally don't want to be one of them. I don't want to be anywhere near them, to be frank. And, and why is it, Chad? Like, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just curious for you. Like, if you keep going on that thread, why? Why, why, why don't you want to be one of them? Because I, I've seen firsthand where that life leads most people. Hmm. Right. And for me, um, it's just not a life of, of prosperity and fulfillment. And so I just choose to go left. You know? Yeah. So you've been you've experienced it. You've seen it. And for you, what brings you, whatever word you want to use, happiness, fulfillment, joy in life is is the opposite of that, is is moving in the right direction, is caring enough about what you are and the legacy you leave that you're constantly pushing and driving to be better, right? 100%. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think you're right. You said it before, and I think it's the exact right, um, good perspective thing to say. You can only speak for yourself. Everybody is different. But for you, that's kind of what it is. So that makes sense, right? Like, I, I get that. How do you personally feel with it? Like, is there um, is there any sense of um, like fear or pressure to say, I, I if that's what's so important to me, every day is a bit of a battle because I need to go out there and get it. You touched on it a little bit before, but is there any of that for you, or is this like, no, nah, this is this is absolutely the right way for me. I, I don't see any negative to it. Well, I think the right way is going out into battle. Okay. Right? I think since I, I think since the dawn of time, man, we're put on earth by God to conquer. Right. I mean, look at all great empires, <laughs> you know, they was done through conquering. Um, and so for me to go through life, just willy nilly, oh, this is, I, I live here and I'm just kind of mipping and bopping and mouth breathing around town, you know, <laughs> like I'm just not that guy. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I test a lot of it to have extremely high testosterone levels where I want to effort feels really good. Mm. Accomplishment feels really good. I'm addicted to it. Mm. Right. And I think that's a fantastic thing for me personally. Yeah. And I think it's super interesting because, you know, I'm sure you've thought through this, had conversations about this. 
it kind of runs headfirst into one one school of thought today that some people have of like, and, and I'll say a phrase that I'm just using it for context of like a toxic masculinity, right? I'm sure you've run into that. You've thought about that given the way that you're approaching it. I'm not saying you have that, by the way, but there is that school of thought that like that idea of conquering, that idea of like being addicted to winning and success, although it certainly accomplishes a lot of amazing things, it brings like a shadow side. It brings a negative side, right? It brings some suffering to the world in different forms of fashion. It creates the ego, greed, selfishness, all different things that arguably come together with that. Again, I'm not saying that's necessarily true, but in given that context, do you think about that? Do you think that's just bullshit, frankly? Or do you think like, how do you think about it? Yeah, I love that question. I mean, me personally, I'm a man of God, and I believe that God put three types of people in this world, right? You have evil people. Those people are genuinely at their core evil. They do they 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 do demonic things, right? And you have foolish people, right? You have foolish people. They just kind of they they don't know better. They don't they don't have enough intellect. They don't have enough self-regulation and their emotional intelligence to, to really dive deep and, and ask themselves why why did i feel that way why did i act that way i was angry but and but why did i do that they don't have that level of intellect and then there's wise people right they're not perfect right but they're wise enough to understand and dive deep into their emotions into their actions into their to their relationships to their faith right they're, those are typically good upstanding moral people right um, I'd be lying if I said I haven't spent a contingent of my life as a fool. Of course I have. We all right? have. We all have, right? But having that self of that sense of self and that and that that place of of moral compass, right? Just because I thrive off accomplishment doesn't make me a bad person, right? You can ask any person around me. I I'm a protector. I'm a provider. I care for my people. You know. And I don't think there's anything toxic about that. In fact, I think it's one of the most beautiful things on this on this planet Earth, right? Being able to 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 provide and protect for your significant other, so that she can you know be at ease, knowing that she's safe with you. I don't think there's anything better in the world than that. Mm. 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 Yeah, and it's 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 again, it's cool because we're getting into the nuance of life, right? Where where I personally think everything you're saying, there's a lot of beauty to it, just as you said. And I think there is a lot of goodness. And and there's aspects of that that I think if people were being totally objective and honest, they would say like, yeah, those are things we want people in this world to have. That's what makes this world work. It's it's all the things, right, that, that you'd imagine. I, I do also understand the other viewpoint of it, which is that um, sometimes there's like unintended consequences to it. Even, even if everybody means the best intentions and everything's, you know, like that, inevitably in the complexities of life like you run into instances where that can cause harm it can cause suffering it, it can become more competitive kind of you versus me tribalism all that stuff is kind of rooted in a similar place and and i say that really carefully because i i don't th i'm not trying to like make it binary to say that is bad that's what causes all the problems in the world i'm not saying that at all i think to I, i'm not as religious as you are but I think humans are complicated. I think in some ways, all three of those things are in all of us at all times. And it's us mm -hmm. trying to navigate it. And I think that same thing, the, the root of that, that imperfection of humanity can sometimes play out in a way where, where masculinity or some of the things we're talking about can be problematic, just like it could in all other areas though. So I think it's a good illustration to hear like, yeah, it's messy, dude. There's good stuff about it. There's bad stuff. Yeah. It shouldn't make you feel bad or shameful for who you are and what you want to be. 
I think exactly like you're saying, just aware of like, oh, there's some risk to it, maybe to keep an eye on just in case, right? How, how do you think about that? Yeah, I think truly it comes down to to your moral compass, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you want to be a, a high, and I've met guys like this, and and we call them the warlords of the world. I actually picked this up from Ty Lopez's podcast the other day. These are the guys. These are the the ultra high achieving guys that will cut anyone's throat to succeed. Right. They are truly evil at their core. They are warlords. Right. They've got bodies lined up somewhere that have led them to their accomplishments of achievement. Right. They have evil in their being and they will do anything at all costs to find success. Right. There is a contingent of men out there like that. Right. Um, I'm certainly not one of them. And I certainly don't condone that. Right. I think um, bringing people up around you to succeed with you, to accomplish with you, to to have positive net impact on their lives, people around you. Um, again, I just don't really think there's a better self-fulfilling reward than something that right there. Yeah. I think that's a good distinction. I think that's yeah. again, another example of that nuance. It's not just one broad brush stroke paints at all. There's people no. who can have similar traits, similar drives, similar values, but the way they employ them, the moral compass they have that directs them can be different and distinguishing those things, I think is an important thing to do. So let me, so let me ask you, Jay, like for, for you to make it real, like what, what does it look like every day? What does that getting 1% better? What do you focus your energy on? Like, what does make you feel like, yeah, I'm living into that value and I feel good about it. Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, it's, it's just a couple core, core pillars, right. And it's going to be health, wealth, and, and spirituality. Right. Um, and inside of that comes a whole lot of subsets, right. You have, you have the food that you eat, the exercise that you get, Um, the sleep that you get, right? Your overall mental health, how you, your mindset, how you view the day, how you view problems, um, how you view challenges, all of that components, right? That's going to be your health, your wealth, right? Um, This is a really touchy topic, right? Even um, for a lot of different, you know, subsets of the population, um, money is just a hard topic for people for some reason. For me, I, I, I truly believe you deserve to be financially abundant. I truly believe God wants you to be financially abundant and have blessings in your life because I've been dirt poor. I mean, I was so broke, man. I had like $25 in my bank account at one time and I had to overdraft it to get gas to drive home from my, my valet job. Like I know what that is like and it's not fun. It's not miserable. You can't provide for people around you. You can't solve problems quickly. Like you're, you can't get into a mindset of abundance. Like you're just constantly struggling, trying to get catch up, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like wealth is extremely important for a lot of different reasons. Um, And then, you know, obviously inside of, you know, spirituality, you have your relationships um, with your, with the people around you, but also again, obviously I've alluded to that I'm a religious man. And so my relationship Mm. with God as well, Mm. right. Am I living day by day as, as a godly man, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, those are my three pillars and those are what I focus on actually structure wise. I try to wake up early six o'clock every single morning, and spend time on all three of those pillars before I even started my day. Um, you know, so typically for the first hour and a half of my day, um, spending about 15 minutes in my religion, spending about 15 minutes with my significant other, asking her how I can support her today, what she needs, what she has on her plate, um, just really pouring into each other. That's the first 30 minutes. And then for the next hour, I'm getting some exercise, right? So for the, for the first hour and a half, right? Like I'm beating you know, 95% of the population out there because they just go through their day and pick up their phone and start scrolling TikTok, 
right? So I'm very, very methodical in my inputs and my outputs to pour into those pillars that I find value in. Mm. Mm. Super interesting, dude. And I, I could feel it as you start, talked about the wealth one, particularly what we were talking about before with what drives you, what you feel like it, your purpose is here on this earth. When you don't have that, you, you quite literally feel like I'm living the total opposite of my purpose. I can't, I can't be that achiever. I can't be out there serving and providing for people. So I, I feel that I totally get that. Um, I'm curious, like it's, it's, it's very, um, it comes off very regimented, which I, I actually think in many ways can be a good thing. Um, I'm curious though, because I, I think your business is also helping others and coaching, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah. So like, I'm curious, is there ever any sense of that where like, um, sometimes people wonder like, is, is it, is it real though? Or is it like, is it more of it's, it's too good to be true. Like to be that regimented, to be that committed, that focused to it. And, and I ask that quite genuinely, not suggesting you aren't. Cause I, I think it's fascinating people that have the drive like you have. And for other people, it sounds like it's made up because they can't imagine that being real, being that regimented. So it's totally possible. That's the case for you too. I'm just curious, like, is it, is it that regimented? Is it that driven for you? I mean, what I, what I spoke on earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it's an hour and a half. You know, like but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm assuming you carry that throughout your day of like, hey, I, I make a pointed effort to focus on like pouring into my significant other. I make a pointed effort to focus on, you know, spirituality and religion. Is it that structured how you think about it that you you're deliberate in that way? No, no, it's not. It just becomes habit. Oh, it okay. just becomes habit over time because once you see, I mean, the fruition that comes, once you taste the fruit of the effort, it just becomes second nature. But, uh, you know, I have this conversation as well because I'll go out to dinner and stuff with my buddies and, and significant uh, double dates and stuff on the weekend. And, um, you know, I'll have, have buddies like, dude, how are you, are you in fantastic shape and you eat like this? Like we'll be out at a restaurant on a Saturday night eating and drinking. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't do this every day. You know, Monday through Friday, <laughs> the same thing every single day walk 10,000 steps, get eight hours of sleep. I'm in the gym an hour every single day. It's just like, um, so, I mean, there are checks and balances to it and you can have fun. I'm not saying you have to, you know, have this, this overly strict lifestyle. And, I, and in fact, I don't really suggest that either because you burn out. Right. Mm -hmm. But at least finding a balance that's going to work for you can take you a long way. And that's just what I did. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned the coaching piece of it too, because I think so often, like, I'm sure you know this, like it's not rocket science. It's not crazy to think about the thing you've, num you've mentioned a number of them just there, right? The 10,000 steps, the exercise, spending time with significant other, all that stuff, right? Stuff that's not, anybody could figure out like, yeah, that's, that's the stuff I should be doing. I'd imagine that's what you see. Like, that's not the challenge. The challenge isn't knowing what you're supposed to be doing. The challenge is actually doing the really hard thing of doing it every day, even when you don't want to, even when it's not something that feels good, even when, you know, all the different, even why reasons, um, is that what you see? Like that's, I assume even for you, that's probably the biggest challenge initially just getting over that. Yeah, for sure, man. I think ultimately, and I, I really just kind of blame the general direction of society at this point. I mean, it's just, we've just exemplified the result, right? You go pop on Instagram, you can see the, the end result and just see it. Right. Yeah, of course, everybody wants to be in fantastic shape. Of course, everybody wants to have an amazing marriage and relationship and the beautiful house. They want all those things, but they don't, never get to see what it actually takes, the steps, the effort, the consistency over time to get to that end result. They don't get to see it. And so they get a week in, two weeks in, a month in, and they don't have the Lambo. They don't have the six pack. All right, screw this. I'm going back to my old habits. 
Right. So what I think for me, like getting, you need to like an in, I think, feel like people are really the whole influencer space in general is doing a massive disservice to, to their tribe and society in general, um, not being authentically real and raw right. with the process. Cause if you don't know it, if you don't know what the process looks like, you sure as heck can't fall in love with it, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll punch you in the mouth quicker than you ever expected. And then mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, most people are just right back to where they started. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. At least I found, like you said, I can only speak for myself to actually understand and and to face like what that process is and like what makes it so hard. Right. It's not like I, I often use the example of like, it's stupid, but it's the one that comes to mind. Like if, if you tried to hold your breath for as long as you possibly could, eventually we've all done it. Right. When we were kids, maybe some as adults and you get that feeling of like, oh man, like your body starts shaking and I gotta, I gotta let my breath, like I have to, like, I just have to do it. It's impossible for me to hold my breath any longer. I think in some ways, like truly facing yourself, figuring out the issues you got to be better at addressing your insecurities, like all, all the hard work that it takes to then move forward and be healthy, be successful, be disciplined, be all those things, be a good person, be empathetic. Um, it feels like that, like it should feel that impossible. Like you can't hold your breath. Like as hard as that is, that's how hard it should feel because if it doesn't, you're probably not getting deep enough. You're probably not getting into the real stuff and you still have blind spots. You still have stuff you're missing. That's going to hold you back. And like, I think that's part of what you're saying too, like that influencer, the disservice piece of it, like actually acknowledging how unbelievably hard it is in those ways, psychologically versus making it seem like, no, 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 you just do these few things and like that, that'll get it for you. It's no problem. I think you're right. I think that is a big disservice. For sure, man. For sure. And it really comes down like the the cliche of what's your why, right? Like everyone has their own why. And, and nine times out of 10, most people's whys just plain and simple suck. You know, if they, they have one. Yeah. If, if, if they even the have one when they do, it's all materialistic things, including experiences. Oh, I want to be able to fly to Abu Dhabi twice a year, whatever it is. It's still materialistic. Um, and just to get fully clear, vulnerable and transparent with you, I spent spent a large contingent of my life in middle school, high school, even elementary, middle school, high school, being being told I would never be anything, being told I would never be enough. Right. So to this day, it's it's still a huge driver proving to myself that I am who I say I am. And unfortunately, you don't get to just go post it on your Facebook and say, oh, I'm this incredible, I'm a man of God, I'm wealthy, I'm fit. I'm, you don't get just to, go, just to go say that. You need a large stack of undeniable accomplishments that prove who you are is who you say you are. And so I'm perpetually chasing that, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, that, that was a huge driver for me. And uh, to this day, I mean, I still, you know, still want to be the best I always can be. Mm. When I feel like I, I'm not, I do feel like I'm doing a disservice to, to yeah. myself around me. Well, I was going to ask about that. And, and I hope you understand at this point, like, I, I like to ask questions that I just, I'm genuinely curious the answer to. I'm not suggesting one way or the other. That's one right there. Like I think about a lot. Uh, I mentioned, I'm not particularly religious, although going through this podcast, I feel like I do, I, there is more of like a spirituality to me and I do have a greater appreciation of something bigger than us. But in that vein, like, so you mentioned life as a kid, obviously that's, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. You had to go through that. Genuinely. It sucks that anybody has to go through something where they feel like they're not good enough or or not going to make it. Um, When you think about that though, like how do you think about what's a bigger driver? And maybe it's one and the same thing, but the drive to like overcome that and prove to yourself that you're somebody, or is it truly just to do right by God? And it's not to say those things are opposed. Maybe you'll say that's the same thing, but if you're being really honest, like, is it a deep religious belief that drives you to be better each day? Or is it that like, 
fuck, man, I know what that felt like, and I'm never going to let it feel that way again, like that internal drive. I think it for me, it's both, right? And, and either way, it really doesn't matter what the answer is because I believe that God is the perfect planner. And I believe that God's way is, decides all, right? And so personally, I feel like he puts me through experiences in life to teach me something, right? To give me something, right? And so when I was the, the poorest I've ever been, that was a blessing by God to show me what I'm capable of, to show me that I can persevere, to show me that I can walk through pain and go through, you know, that valley and that shadow of death right? and get out to the other side as a stronger man. Right. Mm -hmm. And so either way, where that personality traits comes from, uh, it was, it was given to me one way or another. Yeah. Right, so by it's, a higher being. it's, it's almost, and, and I'm, I'm going to take, I hopefully not too far on a tangent and maybe it's not, maybe this is right in the core of what we should be talking about, but, um, so there's a complete faith. There's a complete trust in God in that, right? No matter if it's good, good, bad, indifferent, whatever it is, there's a trust and a faith of like the plan is there. And I, I there's a beauty to that. Totally. Um, I, I wonder in that, like, and, I, and again, I ask this genuinely, I'm curious how you think about it. One of the things I always worry about, remove the God piece of it for a second is like, what, what if I have a blind spot? What if, what if I have some bias in some way that I don't see? And I have this feeling that what I'm doing is right, but it's actually hurting someone or harming someone. I often go to the extreme and use the example of like a Hitler just to, just to use it. Like maybe he thought he was doing the right thing and look at all the unbelievable harm he caused. How do you like think about that part of it? Because when you have complete faith in God and say, whatever it is, I trust it. Where does the questioning be able to come in if you get something wrong? Like, is that something you think about? Yeah, it is. And and I think there's a very real and raw example of that playing out right now between um, Hamas and Israel, right? You have two, two groups screaming from the mountaintops, I love God, I love Jesus. And uh, there's evil and there's violence and there's so many crazy things going on, right? So oftentimes, we don't necessarily get to make sense of his way, right? That's not always, it's not up to us to always make sense of it. And oftentimes, um, you will never make, you don't get to make sense of it until it's hindsight. Otherwise it wouldn't be, you know, divine. Right. But I will say this though, to, to, to anyone out there who, who does have that blind spot, let's just, let's just use an example and take God completely out of it. Right. You have John and you have Joe, right. You have John, he's, he's, <laughs> he's living his life, going to the bar, drinking, not getting up, not going to work. Um, looking at his neighbor's wife with lust, right? He's doing all of these things. He's not sticking to his word, right? He's not, he's not being a good person. He, does, he doesn't really have a whole lot of moral compass, right? And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I mean, where do you think the path between those two individuals is going to play out? Right? So obviously you have, you have life after death, but there is such a thing as heaven on earth, mm -hmm. Right. And so I feel like having moral structure and moral guidelines in your life, regardless of what you attest it to, can bring you blessings, right? Doing right by people, mm. you know, having morals. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. I do. I really do. And even for people that the God part of it, again, is an issue, which which I get, I'm saying, like, whatever you want to call it, the universe, whatever it is, like doing good things, doing it the right way logically however you want to look at it, it's going to bring more good things now obviously figuring out what that good thing is that's kind of the the trick in it and the question and, and I'll, I'll use your example because i think it's a great one to illustrate the question i was asking before too right so like 
I forget if it was Joe or John, but but the, the bad guy, the quote unquote, yeah. guy, right? Like, <laughs> couldn't he? And I'm not asking this to like play semantic games. I'm genuinely curious. Couldn't he say like, well, I'm looking at my my neighbor's wife. I'm I'm lazy. I'm going out drinking. But God's got a plan, man. And this is what God wants me doing right now. So I just trust it. And I have just like you were okay with when you were poor. He could just be like, well, this is what it is right now. How do you avoid that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely two schools of thought right now in the in the entire religious community about that. Those that are tolerant and those that are not Mm. right. And so there are uh, churches and, and communities out there that are extremely tolerant and you can be, you can go out and live your life. And there's, this is theory, this is their theory, right? All of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can go out, live your life, be a terrible human being, murder people, you know, just be a horrible person filled of evil. And then, you know, you're on your deathbed and you can repent your sins and, and go to heaven and God will forgive you. The other school of thought is is the exact opposite. You don't get to go through life being a horrible person and just say, oh, I'm sorry, and it all goes away, right? That is the the school of thought I personally embody in my faith, in my religion, right? Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. There's both sides of that argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like, it's it's kind of the, the cliche answer, but it's a little bit of both of like, yes, there's a trust and faith in God and, and that there's a plan. But with that, God has also given some kind of guidelines and morals to kind of generally live by. And it's our responsibility to live by them. That's part of kind of living into that. So so, so I get that. Um, I think that makes sense. And it's interesting, too, when you say it, right? Like, a lot of people will 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 scoff at that. And rightfully so, like the idea of like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And then you just go confess or repent and, and you're all good. And of course, that's absurd and seems ridiculous to, to most people. But you can almost, yeah. if you look at it at its core, understand where it came from, like, if, if you genuinely repented, if you actually were sorry and confessed and realized what you did was truly wrong, not just because it was convenient for you, not just because you were about to die and you wanted to get into heaven, not because of whatever, like you genuinely understood and you could know deep down that that person regretted things they did that they know they should have done differently. There is something to be said of like, yeah, that is it. That's what will set you free. That is the key to it. It's just, you know, we've bastardized that concept over the years and it's just, a, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And then it's all good. Right. And it's interesting to see that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So, so, so I guess let me ask you, like, what's the, what's the vision for you? What's the dream for you personally? Like, what will it mean at the end of your life to feel like given all the things we've talked about, I've done it. I, I've succeeded. I've lived up to what I think God wanted me to, to live up to. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that, that, that answer, I feel like changes changes for me almost on a monthly basis, but mm-hmm. I heard something today um, on a, uh, on a podcast and uh, he said, you know, my, I was talking to my grandpa. This is this isn't my story. Yeah. This is the gentleman's story on the podcast, right? He goes, I was talking to my grandfather the other day, and I asked him uh, if he if he felt like he had a fulfilled life. And my grandfather said, you know, the only testament of whether or not I lived a fulfilled life is having all of my grandchildren fighting over spending time with me, mm-hmm. right? And that really hit me deep. That really hit me deep because. At the end of all of this, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if you listen to Alex Hermosi at all, but he had a little short bit on um, where he gets his motivation from, and it's and it's quite morbid, but it's true. We're all going to die, right? We're all going to die. So why do we take things so seriously sometimes, right? And if that if by the end of all of this, you're not going to be remembered for the car you drive. You're not going to be remembered for the amount of Instagram followers you have. You're not going to be, you're not going to be remembered by those things. And I'm certainly not going to be the next Elon Musk. 
I'm not going to be the next LeBron mm-hmm. James. Like I'm not that guy. Right. So ultimately when I become, when I look at it from a very real perspective, it's, it's really about the impact I have on the people around me that are closest to me. Mm-hmm. Does that, um, does that ever come into conflict with that drive to succeed or achieve? And it doesn't have to, again, I'm not saying it does, but like um, it's often thought of as like um, an ambition and a drive. I think about this a lot. Like this concept, I, I heard it somewhere, the idea of you could be a good man or a great man, but you can't be both. And, and what that means is like, um, if you want to be great, like an Elon Musk or a Steve Jobs or whatever, um, you can be great. You could do an amazing, great thing, but the things we traditionally think of as good, whatever that is for each individual person, being a family man, caring about your relationships, you know, helping others, giving to those in need, whatever. Um, you can't, you can't have both of those. Do you, do you subscribe to that idea or you think, no, you can do both? I think I do. Um, I think, I think somebody could easily, uh, argue this point against me and maybe change my mind. Um, I know those guys. You know, I've got a handful of billionaires in my network and um, their life is very, very different. It's mm. a very, very different life. Um, getting on their calendar for a 10 minute, you know, a 10 minute coffee, right? Their lives are insane. And uh, I personally just don't want to subscribe to that life, mm. you know, um, while I do enjoy accomplishing and, and work and, and creating and all those things. There's also a, a finer side of it all, you know, spending quality time with my significant other, my friends, I'm going out and experiencing the world, adventuring, right? Like having, having some, uh, having some balance there between it all. I mm-hmm. think the great guys, the guys, are the, the greats, right? Those guys that are at that upper, upper echelon, I think, if at the end of it all, if they, if they let go of all their inhibitions, I think a lot of them would be prefer to trade places mm. with something with a, with a finer place of life. Um, I mean, even look at, uh, you know, look at Bezos now after his divorce, right? He got jacked. And now he's just cruising around on yachts with models. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm good. Right. And so, you know, he went into a season of it and it probably um, broke him to a, a, a point. And luckily he was able to make it out to the other side and say, I'm good on this. I'm going to pull back. That's what he did. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right? So I just think it comes down to what level of sacrifice are you willing to make and uh, finding a balance there. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think it's, it's again, the reason I do this show, because I, I find myself, as I'm trying to calibrate on what that balance is and, and we never really know for sure. Right. We all have our own inputs to it, but we never really know. Um, to me, I'm a little bit crowdsourcing it, trying to understand, cause it all comes down to what you value, right? It, it, the sacrifice exactly. you're willing to make, it depends on what drives me, what, what, what matters to me? Why do I think I'm here? And then that'll determine how big of a sacrifice. So I'm fascinated by hearing from other people, you know, what, what, what it is that drives them to see how they approach that question, how they figure it out. That's why I ask the questions I ask. Cause like, I'm asking those fringe cases because I'm like, well, how do you handle this? Because I'm curious, like, does it work in this situation? Do you run into problems? And that's a lot of what I ask. And I think that's the perspective I hope listeners get when they, when they hear this is that they it makes them start thinking about that, it makes them start thinking about their calibration. Is it as accurate as I think it is? And, and trying to figure that out. Um, at least that's how I think of it. That- yeah, well, that, that's exactly right. I mean, that's where it all starts, right? It starts with just asking yourself and being and, and having enough intellect to, to have the conversation with yourself. I mean, 
I, I, it, it sucks for a lot of people. I feel for them. I just can't even imagine what it, what it could look like. I mean, we go and uh, take a walk around um, this, our area every night and it, there's nice, beautiful shops everywhere. And we're walking past, it's like nine o'clock at night. And I see these two guys sitting inside this like little car, uh, car shopping, um, you know, area sitting there at nine nine thirty at night there's no customers there's nobody buying cars but their boss said dude you got to be here till 10. these are grown men you know i mean where where do you think he'd rather be spending his time probably at home with his wife and kids right and obviously that's a little bit of an assumption but for me it's just you know if you're if, if you're not even asking yourself that question and understanding there is always a better way and then you're not you're if you're not asking the question, you're never going to find it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think if you're, if you think about it, you know, obviously you're on Instagram, you're doing podcasts, there, there's some drive of, of notoriety or whatever to it. How, how do you think, how hard, let me ask it this way. How hard do you think it would be to stay this grounded if the opportunities presented itself to become, you know, Bezos, Elon Musk, Logan Paul, right? Pick, pick the category, whatever it is. If, if that was so compelling a thing, how difficult do you think it would be to stay this grounded and stay true to who you are? I wish I could answer that question, but the reality is I just don't know. Mm. You know, I've, I've never operated at that level. So I, I just have no idea. Um, I wish I could speak to that, but I can only speak on my own experiences and I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, you know, 15 digit figure right. man, right? Like, or whatever the numbers yeah. are at this yeah. point, right? Like I'm not the guy I can't speak to it, but, yeah. um, I mean, I, I really genuinely think that a lot of those guys have something wired a little bit different in their genomes. Yeah. They're starting to, there's a lot of interesting data on this. They're starting to be, be able to re-engineer human genomes and do twin studies and things of that nature. And um, there's data out there suggesting that um, you go look at the, if you go look at the Forbes lifts, right? Go look at the most successful affluent people in the world. I believe over 80% of them were, were offsprings of other highly, highly, highly successful people, right? And you can go, I can say, well, obviously, you know, that's their culture, that's their upbringing. They, they grew up in an environment watching their parents be extremely high achievers, et cetera. Um, but there's starting to studies and data come out showing that there is some, some genetic connection of, of a lot of that component. And I mean, look, you ain't going to be in the NBA if you're, right. if you're four foot yeah, seven, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And I'm just not the guy who wants to sacrifice my entire life to, to be a great, nor do we, I mean, and the other thing too about this, there's another uh, component too, like the difference between being a prince and a king, hmm. right? Being a prince, you're not getting attacked. <laughs> you're not getting a lawsuit at your door every day. Like you don't, you know, you don't have armies showing up for you when you're a king, you need to be prepared to defend your castle at all costs because the world will come after it for you. Go look at yeah, the data between the guys up on Google, go Google somebody's net worth, right? Go look at the data between the guy who has a $5 million net worth on Google and the guy who has a $50 million net worth on Google. And I'm sure the data will, will extrapolate this out that the guy with $50 million net worth on Google has faced a hell of a lot more lawsuits, a hell of a lot more attacks, Etc. So you just have to ask yourself, like, is that what I really want? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine, I don't think of my, I agree. First, I think genetics are a real thing. The NBA example is great. Like if, it, if there's genetics that play there, there's genetics that play here. 
Um, but I, I would only imagine that those people genuinely love it and enjoy it. They think like, yeah, bring it on. Like, I want that responsibility of people coming for me. I'm built for this. And maybe for them, that gives them that same sense of satisfaction and joy that we were talking about earlier. So I, I totally get that if, if that's kind of what works for them. I think it comes back to where we were, right? It's just being being aware enough, right? Knowing who you are, figuring it out, figuring out the good, the bad in it, the risks in it, and then kind of kind of going with that. I think that's kind of the key, the key to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. That's why I like these conversations. I think, um, you know, especially in today's world, and I say this with full sensitivity, like a lot of the topics we hit on here could be easily like classified as good, bad, indifferent, horrible, you know, all, all these different things. And and the truth is they are all those things and they're all the beautiful parts of it too. Like life, life's messy. So to be able to have a conversation where you dig deep and you kind of understand somebody, truly understand how they think, how they view the world. I find that fascinating. Um, so I appreciate you making the time. I appreciate you doing it. Yeah. I'll put links to everything. Um, people want to check out more, hear more from you. They could, they could go do that. Or if they don't, they, they don't have to do that. But uh, <laughs> I certainly enjoyed the conversation, Ted. I appreciate, I appreciate it, you having me. Yeah, man. Have a good rest of your day. You too, brother. We're good. Sorry, we just got the recording. Awesome. Hey, thanks a ton for listening to the episode. Um, I really do appreciate everybody that listens. And I think it's super cool that people want to hear conversations like this. They want to hear us talk about values and different perspectives and really just philosophical thinking. Um, I'm kind of on this mission or journey to bring philosophy back to the forefront, maybe even make philosophy cool again, because I just think there's so much value in thinking about our thinking, questioning and challenging ourselves more, pondering these big picture questions about life. Um, so in that spirit, I'm trying to expand that mission a little bit, and I created a Patreon account um, that would be awesome if you check out. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, it's pretty simple, though. It's patreon.com slash what's the value. And the idea is for people that maybe want to learn more about philosophy, dip their toe in it a little bit, or maybe you already love it and just want to get more of it, um, check it out because there's kind of a tier for everybody, whether you just want to get like a quick philosophical video or a thought of the day. Um, maybe you want to email or text me some questions and get some thoughtful philosophical responses. Or if you want to have a live one-on-one -on -one chat over Zoom, um, we're even doing group discussions where we kind of do group philosophical debates and discussions and ponder some of those big questions. So check it out, see if it's something you might be interested in. Uh, as I said, I just love to bring more philosophy into our lives and I thought this might be a cool way to do it. Um, whether that's your thing or not, and you're into Patreon or not, I really do appreciate a ton that you listen and check out these episodes. So I appreciate it greatly and I hope you have an awesome day.